Excellent. Welcome back to Let's Talk University. Let's Talk University podcast back here with you. Uh, as always, thank you, Maria. And uh, thank you, Maria's dad for such a great intro jingle to to our podcast. It just it adds this little nice personal component to it. we're all big fans of it. So shout out Maria and her dad for that. But uh, but yes, welcome back to Let's Talk University, um, your podcast. Uh, our attempt to help you deal with all things uh, college, all things academics, all things life. Um, and we're here back with you with another exciting series. We're starting a brand new series that we're calling Applications 101. Applications 101, a brand new series where we're going to cover um, just applications that you may uh, encounter at uh, different points in your life, right? So uh, today's, uh, we're focusing on the past, the past meaning you high school listeners. Um, and so uh, just to reintroduce myself, my name is Ernesto, um, aka uh, Flores, actually, Ernesto Flores, uh, as Jazz brought up in our last episode, um, just because um, uh, if you guys remember listening to uh, episode zero, we covered the fact that all of these are former students and they did not call me by my first name. So they would call me by my last name. Uh, so that's why they'll, they'll, they'll refer to me as Flores. But uh, so for today's episode, uh, we're going to highlight um, different forms of, of, of how to enhance your applications, how to paint a picture with words, but more importantly, give you inside information, uh, life experiences. And I'm very glad to have two amazing individuals that are going to share their experiences uh, with us. So Chelsea, uh, please remind the audience as to who Hello, you are. Hello, everyone. I am basically the baby of the group. I'm the tiniest, itty-bittiest one of us all. <laughs> um, and I am that UCLA girl. Woo woo! Shout out Bruins. Mm, UCLA <laughs> Bruins. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Luis. If you guys uh, can recognize my voice, um, yeah, I'll be uh, on this podcast today. So looking forward to it. Woo! All right, and so so like I said. Um, just a brief overview of what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover college applications. Um, and like I mentioned before, and we're also going to talk about uh, financial aid. Financial aid is a big factor as to why, why and how students determine uh, what schools they will attend and what schools should be options. So we'll cover a little about, uh, about that. And um, the, uh, what I believe is the highlight of this, we're going to cover um, um, special programs, summer programs, uh, fly-in programs, opportunities for students to, to really uh, gain insight, knowledge, and learn about college or programs that interest them while in high school. So, so that'll be the, the quick agenda for today. Uh, so let's get started with the application uh, section. Dun, dun, dun. 
Dun dun dun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for some students, the the college application process can seem very overwhelming.、Um, you know,、uh, some students will tell me that applying to colleges during senior year is kind of like taking another AP class, just because how demanding it can be. You know, as far as working applications,、uh, working on applications, working on essays. You know, just simply researching. And so, to start off with, for the audience.、Um, The sooner you start, the better. I mean, that's the reality of this. We know you should know that you're applying to colleges in the fall, but so at,、um, prior to even getting to senior year, we're really hoping that you'll start this process、uh, and really trying to review what your options are. So.、Um, Our goal is for you to have as many options as possible, you know, and and um, um, trying to figure out what are your interests, what the environment, what is your major,、um, do you want to stay close to home, do you want to go far away, all of these options. And so, as far as applications that you're likely to encounter.、Um, uh, The biggest, most popular application out there is called the Common App. The Common App is、uh, an application. I want to say there is something like nine hundred, more than nine hundred schools that are a part of it,、um, and that's where many uh, private. Uh, and out of state schools, and I say out of state for California listeners. That's where those schools are are, are located, and it, and they try to simplify the application where it's just one application. It's sent to many campuses.、Um, And many applications try to do this as well. You all, might also encounter、uh, the common Black College app,、um, and that's an application that、um, mainly for historically Black colleges and universities. But it's one application that can go to uh, all uh, what is it, fifty nine campuses? I want to say that are a part of that application. So again, trying to simplify that process for you,、uh, for you California listeners, you'll probably encounter.、Um, The the UC application, you know, you hear about schools like UCLA,、uh, Berkeley, Irvine,、uh, Santa Cruz, Riverside schools like that,、um, and you may also encounter the Cal State application for schools like、uh, San Francisco State, San Diego State, Cal Poly Pomona,、uh, CSUN. You know, so you have different applications and. Um, our hope is that you'll look to use many of these applications. Our hope is that you'll、um, maybe apply to like eight to fourteen campuses or so,、um, but just to give yourself as much as many options as possible.、Um, thinking about all the key things that that、uh, that you guys are looking for. So,、um, just kind of for example.、Um, Uh, Chelsea and Lisa, like, what were some of the schools that that you guys applied to, or some of the reasons why you chose those schools? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was very set on what I was looking for in a school, in the sense of like location, being that、mm-hmm. my mom and I have not cut the umbilical, had not cut the umbilical cord by the time <laughs> I was applying. So I was like, you know what? I'll just stay local. Obviously, I don't regret、yeah. it, but I really wanted something、mm-hmm. close, and so. I decided, like, I'm only going to apply to California. I didn't really want to have、mm-hmm. to deal with out of state or like other applications,、mm-hmm. especially like out of state fees. But you know, that was just me being、mm-hmm. annoying.、Um, I think、mm-hmm. the furthest I applied was actually Berkeley. So,、mm-hmm. and you know, I live in LA, so like that was still pretty far, but like nothing too 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 bad.、Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I luckily got. Into the school of, like that I per- like honestly wanted more than anything because it had like everything that I was looking for like close home a great school like、um, great education and so on so I got I feel like I got really lucky because I was able to at least have options and then realize、mm-hmm. how like you know like I got into let's say 
uh, I think I got into like nine out, nine out of my 12 schools, nine or 10. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I have these options. Like I like, and then I based it off of what I wanted, but then I decided with UCLA and that's where I was like, this mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, luck had nothing to do with that. You worked your asphalt off. And I remember you would be in the college center like every single day. I was a stalker. You know, putting in work. <laughs> <laughs> you were a stalker you were no you weren't a stalker you were you knew your resources we worked hard on those applications and you deserve all those acceptance notifications so congratulations on that Woo-hoo. um uh luis uh what were some of the schools that you applied to and why um i applied to for cal state's uh five ucs and then i think mm-hmm. five or six uh private schools and they were uh kind of all mm-hmm. over all over the place, but they were mm. uh, obviously the, the the California California, but they were um, all around mm. uh, the state. So uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, sort of I, I kind of did want to go uh, somewhere like new and, and potentially far from home. Mm. Um, and my parents were pretty mm. encouraging of that as well. So they you know so they said you know uh, wow that's a surprise yeah that's they they said thing. like explore <laughs> like um like get out there and like travel the world I guess. Um, yeah. And so cool. I ended up uh, applying to some schools on the East Coast as well. Uh, and a lot, like mm. initially, a lot of that I was looking at in terms of criteria for which which schools to apply to were um, very much mm. like the, the typical stuff of like basing it off of, because mm. um, I'm interested in science. So I was looking at their science programs. Um, mm. I was looking at uh, location as well. So I didn't mind uh if if a place was cold, um, I actually, actually kind of did want to see some like snow or something like that. Uh, so <laughs> played a little bit into it. Um, but then um, mm-hmm. we can touch on it a little bit later when we talk about uh, flying programs and that kind of thing. But during those things, uh, mm. I actually sort of found other criteria, which I considered before, mm-hmm. actually weighed very heavily and were critical for making my final decision mm-hmm. to, to come to Berkeley. Um so it was it was an interesting thing because I had an idea of what I wanted, but then I learned some more stuff at those programs, and I was like, mm, okay, kind of change these. I would prioritize over some other things. Um, yeah, yeah. See, that's why I'm hyped about sharing that because I think that's something that many uh, individuals, many students, don't really know about. And so we'll get to that section. We'll get to that section, and at least we'll be able to emphasize a lot of that. Um, but so, as you listeners can see, like or can hear. Um, there are many options out there for you. So please, please don't stick to your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Do that research, you know, whether you're in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, whatever grade, really understand that you're in control of this process. This is your life and your family's there to support you. Your schools are there to support you. But uh, take the lead and, and know what to expect from these applications. You know, you always hear about grades being very important and that's the bottom line. Um, you know, from an admission standpoint, I can tell you that grades are, are what stand what, what admissions officers really look into sometimes first when they're evaluating your application. They want to see strong grades. They want to see that you're challenging yourself, taking honors, taking AP, taking IB, taking community college classes, whatever is offered on your campus. Um, you know, and but if, if you have a strength that you really want to show off, you know, then hopefully you are taking, say that you're more of a math and science person, you know, that's okay, follow up with that and, 
it's okay if you're not much of a of a math and science person <laughs> like Chelsea's making faces at you. You guys can't see this, but she's clearly not I a am not a STEM savvy person. <laughs> I am a strictly humanities, but I mean, any, each their own, I guess. Exactly, but you what you but you knew your strengths. You know what you're interested in. You know what your passions yes. are, and that leads me to the next thing, which is just getting involved. You know, being a part of extracurricular activities, community service, volunteer work. You know, opportunities that will not just look good on college applications, but can give you great insight as to what you may want to study, what may what you may want to. Uh, pursue as far as a career um, or just good learning opportunities. So not going to put you on a spot too much, Chelsea, not going to ask you to elaborate so much. But like, for example, with Chelsea, like she was a part of choir when she was in high school. And she mentioned this in episode zero, but she got to travel to oui, France. Oui. She went to Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> uh, and you even brought me a snowball. I still have as that you should. The office. As yeah. you should. Um, <laughs> But you were also very active, you know, like politically active, right? I remember you helped lead uh, a student protests on campus. And so, um, and I'm going to save the least your amazing experiences uh, for your section later on today, uh, or later on in the episode. But my point is, students, get involved, get the active, um, because those same experiences might be good essay conversations, right? You're, uh, with all these applications, you're likely to encounter essays. Um, so you'll have good personal experiences, professional experiences to, to, to highlight so that it helps your college applications. So, so once again, um, for when it comes to college apps, just, just try to have as many options as possible. Uh, research the campuses, research everything that matters to you, but know that, that other things might come out to you. Um, oh, and one more, more thing that I, that I forgot is just uh, recommendations. Recommendations are also a big part of some of these college applications, you know, just building relationships with teachers, with staff, with your advisors. Um, kind of uh, ever so quickly, uh, Chelsea and Lise, did, did you guys have any letters of recommendation or any recommenders? And how did you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I was mostly, like, public school. Like, that's what I was thinking mm -hmm. of when applying to, like, colleges. So I know for the most part, like, they do not require any, like, letters of recommendation. They kind they take your word for it. And there's also so many applicants, they don't have the time of day to do that, which I get. But I know, for mm -hmm. example, for the Cal State app, um, I was very interested in um, EOP and applying in EOP. Um, being mm. that, you know, it offers a lot of great resources for like first gen students, low income students, just students who are, like have been historically like misrepresented and have not had access to higher education. So being able to have that um, opportunity was great, but you had to apply for it. And so when I applied for it, it offered um, not offered it asked for two recommenders. And so mm -hmm. um, I decided to go with my old geometry teacher being that mm -hmm. I had her twice all of high school and mm -hmm. also like she was a very hard person to get to like and I knew she liked me so I was like I'm gonna use that <laughs> to my advantage <laughs> and so yeah she helped, sure. like she was very like glad to do it even though like sometimes I would very much like be like why did I ask her but like I would always be like <laughs> I know she knows me as a student like she can perfectly like talk about me if she needs to be so that's who I decided mm -hmm. to choose <clears throat> 
That's cool. Yeah. So again, based on experiences, fortunately, someone that you had for multiple years. So hopefully she was able to see, you know, and highlight your growth and how you've changed over the years. Uh, Luis, uh, who did you uh, ask for letters? I asked for, for letters from a couple of teachers, um, my Spanish te- teacher, my English mm-hmm. teacher. Uh, and also, yeah, Miss Altisa, shout out to her. Uh, yes, I love I saw, that I saw, woman. I saw, I saw Shana, like, Batista. Pumping her fist. I love that <laughs> woman. She's like everybody's mom. Like every oh, student's yeah, she's mom the best. on campus. Um, <laughs> she's the best. And basically, the, the the kind of how I did it was try to was was trying to to um, uh, ask for for teachers who who knew me just outside of the classroom and who could build some mm-hmm. application, and it wouldn't just be me sort of like saying these things that I was interested in, but like I could have someone else that could back me up and say, yeah, they've, they've shown their interest. They've done, you know, just not just the bare minimum side of class, but like try to get involved in other things. Mm-hmm. So I think one example was like my biology, my biology teacher. Um, she was the one that actually encouraged me to do this one summer program. And so through that, I kind of like mm-hmm. got to build a relationship that wasn't just with like getting help and homework and that kind of thing. But we actually kind of like, would geek out about like mm-hmm. biology stuff like when we would talk about the trip and stuff yeah um so that that's kind of how yeah. i i went about things that's good yeah and so and so again listeners resources um experiences options that's what we're hoping you'll get out of this uh this brief talk about college applications but um so yeah, moving on to financial aid. Chelsea, what do you have to say about Ooh, financial aid? Oh, I have a lot aid? to say about financial aid. Okay, basically, <laughs> financial aid is kind of the foundation for a lot of students when they go off to college, being that, as we know, college is not cheap. College can cost you literally like your leg and more. But, you know, we have to, we, there's ways you can kind of still be able to go through that, like, difficulty of trying to like acquire funds for that so my favorite to begin with is the fafsa which stands for the free application for federal student aid and basically what the fafsa is is kind of it asks a lot of like you know personal questions that at first may seem like whoa they're asking for too much but it's kind of necessary in order to make sure that you know they can take all the any factors into account when seeing how much aid you need basically like They'll ask mm-hmm. for your parents' income or your guardian's income, your income if you work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, mm-hmm. like, I know there's always special cases, like, for example, if you are, like, emancipated, um, so on and so forth. They mm-hmm. do give you options. It's not just, like, a one, like, a linear, like, cookie cutter, mm-hmm. like, definition that you have to follow in order to do the FAFSA. So I think the FAFSA is really great mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, it can be a little mm-hmm. tedious for some people, being that like for example like first generation students it can be difficult um being that they have big words and like i don't mm-hmm. know what, like how taxes work i don't know how like tax forms work so i remember the first time i did my fafsa it was a little difficult um but you know like it's not the worst thing on earth and the one thing that is very important about the fafsa mm-hmm. that unfor- it unfortunately does exclude some people um the fafsa is mm-hmm. is able to be used or like you're able to apply to, with the fafsa only if you're like a U- only if you're a US citizen or a legal resident um aside from mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if you don't meet those two requirements like you won't be able to do the fafsa however 
However, there are always, always loopholes. And Luis can introduce us to the first loophole. Yeah, so if you don't qualify for FAFSA, you you potentially could qualify for uh, the DREAM Act application, um, which basically allows uh, students who are undocumented to uh, pay uh, in-state sort of tuition fees um, within California. Otherwise, they would not, they would basically be treated as international students and that's super expensive. Um, so that allows you to, to sort of be treated in a way as a in-state student. Um, and that depends also, it goes kind of state by state. Um, they each have like their own rules, but in terms of qualifying for, for uh, the DREAM Act, at least in California, um, it's not very difficult. You only have to have either completed or been, to, been doing high school in California for at least three or more years. Um, have graduated mm-hmm. from California mm-hmm. or received like an equivalent, which like is a GED. Um, and then if you satisfy mm-hmm. either of those, then um, you just have to submit a form kind of um, uh, showing proof of that, that you've been enrolled in high school during that time or that you got your GED. Uh, GED. Um, so that came in super clutch mm-hmm. for me uh, when it came to financial aid, because otherwise I would have had to pay like 1000 I think. Um, but basically... Yeah, out of state people Ooh. have to pay that, um, and uh, <laughs> it was I was the whole entire sort of like fee waived um, uh, using uh, mm-hmm. the Dream Act um, financial aid, and so there's there's a Dream Act scholarships. There's um, you, it makes it, it allows you to qualify for for Cal Grant uh, as well as um, other other scholarships. Um, mm. So yeah, that mm-hmm. one way. Uh, uh, one thing that it's important to mention is um, it's pretty much like FAFSA. It's identical, basically. Um, and the other deep mm-hmm. thing is um, your parents don't need to have a uh, social security number. They they can have an ITIN number, which is just an, a taxpayer identification, um, but mm-hmm. they don't need mm-hmm. to have a social security number. Yeah. So that opens up the possibilities for a lot of people whose parents may be undocumented. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an important mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they do ask you for like tax info, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as these two forms, uh, as Chelsea mentioned, the FAFSA and at least talked about the California dream act, and that's uh, an alternate uh, alternative to the FAFSA for, for students in the state of California. Um, but yeah, the importance of these forms is that, uh, this is what may make you eligible or, or determines your financial aid, right? It determines your financial, uh, um, um, the types of financial aid that you may receive. So some of the types of financial aid that you may receive are things like grants, right? Like Luis mentioned, Cal Grant. It's a grant in the state of California. Essentially, it's free money that you could get from this, from uh, from the state of California based on your GPA, based on your family income. Um, there are things like the federal Pell Grant, which is money that comes from the federal government. Um, this is when you hear about things like work study, which allows you to work while you're in school. It is a federal program, but that's why the FAFSA would come in. Um, and even loans. We know that many students don't want loans, and um, but that is a type of financial aid uh, in that um, it helps you cover the cost of colleges without it coming out of your pocket, mm-hmm. right? 
right? It's like you taking out a loan. And, and so that may make it actually affordable or uh, for you to go to college. Um, and so we just want students to understand the importance of, of these financial aid forms because um, you want to see if you qualify for any of this assistance. Uh, so FAFSA, a free application for federal student aid, California Dream Act, um, for uh, non-U.S. citizens or legal residents. Uh, some of you may encounter the CSS profile, which is uh, yet another financial aid form that students have to complete. Um, usually it's uh, private schools out in, across the country that ask for this type of form, and it's just to see if they can offer you merit-based scholarships, but uh, just do your research to see which schools require those. Um, but the absolute best type of financial aid that you can get is something called scholarships. Oh, yeah. Scholarships. We're all familiar with scholarships, right? Chelsea, what do you what can you tell us Ooh, about scholarships? Scholarships are just as great as grants, as long as they're free money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, they are kind of something in which students have to either, you know, be eligible for, you have to apply for. That's the most common you have to apply for them. Um, or, you know, like they're kind of like merit based also. Um, and mm, so with mm. scholarships, you, for the most part, you never have to worry about paying, not for the most part, you, you don't have to worry about paying them back because someone is kind <laughs> of like promoting and encouraging your education. So for example, um, I personally got two really good scholarships my senior year of high school. One mm. of them, two, both of them were, um, I got them through my high school because we were also very privileged to have a lot of, you know, donors and people willing to invest in our higher education. So with that, I was able to get two scholarships. I got one for being in choir, which was the best one. And Mm -hmm. then I got a reoccurring (laughs) one that um, I'm going to get for the rest of my undergraduate. So I'm currently a second year. This is my second time receiving that scholarship. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just have to like give proof of enrollment. Um, and mm-hmm. they'll go ahead and send me the money. I got lucky because with that scholarship, I they send the money directly mm-hmm. to me. Um, but Luis, if Ooh. anything, can talk about why that comes off as like, quote unquote lucky or, you know, like I just pre- that was my <laughs> preference. So why, that's why I think it's yeah. better. But Luis, can you talk a little bit about what I mean with um, like I got lucky with getting the money directly yeah, to me? Yeah, for sure. So what ends up happening sometimes is that if the money is sent directly to the school, they could sort of uh, retract that same amount from what they were giving you. So it ends up being sort of uh, like there was no net gain in the amount of coverage that you. So let's say, yeah, which which sucks because you you don't get to sort of get the benefits of of that scholarship. Um, So that is, mm-hmm. I would recommend if, if it's the, I mean, not every um, organization or donor or sponsor can, can do that, send it to you, to you. But if you can just request uh, to see that if it's possible, mm-hmm. that way you can make sure that you can actually get access to that money and use it to, to pay for like housing or, or books or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so thank you, Elise, for that. Basically, scholarships, you know, they might seem a little intricate at some in some sense, but, you know, it's kind of also another application if you think about it, because some of them do require, for example, like that you answer a prompt. Some require that you give like community service proof or, you know, they just require a proof of some sense, because, for example, there can be some really specific scholarships that 
like some students might not even be eligible for. I remember, I think during the UC application, they had a very specific one. I can't remember it off the top of my, like, mm -hmm. off the top of my head. I don't know, Flores. They have, they have like, yeah, they have like quest like scholarships for like descendant of general mm -hmm. so-and-so and so-and-so from like the American Revolutionary mm -hmm. War or something. So very, very intricate specific yeah. types. And of, so like, like obviously if you fall within that, you got really lucky and, you know, use it, use your descendants <laughs> for your own good, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when it comes, I know like the next question is, okay, like scholarships sound really great and it's something that I definitely want to invest in. Like, mm -hmm. where can I go? And there's many different like routes you can take. There's not one real right, right route. Um, for example, mm -hmm. with my school, I keep mentioning my school because I just want to show like what, like the difference between what some students have to go through. So being that our school was very mm -hmm. privileged, very funded, um, a lot of students didn't really have to go much out of their way outside of school to like apply for these scholarships because they gave us like our school would give us incentives and even time to apply for these um, scholarships. But I know not every school is fortunate enough to do that. There, are, So there are other ways in which you can get scholarships. One way can also be through your community. So, for example, the second scholarship that I got, um, it was through my school, but they are a community like program or just they're part of the community overall. So um, thanks mm -hmm. to my school, I was able to get that. But I could have also applied like, you know, to like outside of school to in the community. Um, and so also that mm. depends how involved your community is with your school and all that. Um, if that's also not accessible, my recommendation is to go online. There's two really great websites that I will recommend that can help you find scholarships online. And you can even like go down into like very specifics. Like if you're like, you know what, I feel like I deserve a scholarship because all my family <laughs> members have six toes. You can probably <laughs> look that up. <laughs> and so that, these websites are, for example, unigo.com, U-N-I-G-O.com, and fastweb.com, F-A-S-T-W-E-B.com. And so um, obviously yeah. there's a lot more websites um, that exist out there, but we just kind of wanted to give you these two that, you know, have been approved and like even Flores, like he's worked with them with multiple <laughs> students in the past. Um, being that, you know, there can be scams, there's scams for everything nowadays. And so, yeah, yeah especially with the growing, you know, education industry, um, people are just dying mm -hmm. to look for ways of taking advantage of people who, you know, want to yeah. get like more benefits and more access. So these two are definitely like ones that we recommend. There's always more, but we recommend you also do your research to make sure that you're not being kind of like tricked or being manipulated by some weirdo on the internet yeah i i mean i love that you that you mentioned you know your school and that's the thing for our audience like your school has all the resources you need you know talk to your college counselor talk to your school counselor uh you know just just see what what they would say what they would offer they can help you with the fafsa they can help you with the css profile they can help you with all of these applications so that you you again you represent yourself as best as possible accurately and hopefully you can get as much money as 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 you need for to pay off for your college experiences so um cool uh, anything else on that note Chelsea? Um, that's basically it, Flores. But I did want to steal a little cool. bit of time mm -hmm. to transition. Um, I wanted yep. to bring up how there's a lot of programs that, you know, even before you're in college, you can kind of either apply for or be a part of um, in order to broaden your pre-college experience, broaden your 
horizons when it comes to like schools um, and also like be able to take part in a campus and with, you know, like school life, even before you're admitted or even before you decide where to go. So, Luis, do you have any programs mm. that you feel like would be very benefic- beneficial um, for like rising seniors or like even high yeah, schoolers? I, I sort of um, hinted at this earlier uh, when I was talking about the criteria that I was looking at uh, when applying to college. And so mm-hmm. one of the ways that you mm-hmm. can get a better sense for what it's actually like uh, to go to those colleges that you're thinking about um, is through flying programs and overnight stay programs. Um, nice. There depends on the but not every school may have them, but um, it is re- like we, we recommend that you look for those programs at your school. And basically the reason you would want to go to one of these um, is to get a, um, oftentimes you, you um, are hosted by a current student that uh, is attending that school. So they around what's mm-hmm. um, and give you like the, the, the more honest picture uh, about what it's like to go there the pros and the cons mm-hmm. and it's not just because um, there's also these overnight programs that are hosted uh, or that are sponsored by the school um, and obviously they're going to paint the best version of it even if it's mm-hmm. not completely true um, because but but through these programs are often uh, student-led or like student org uh, sponsored and so they their mission is to get students um not convince them, but just actually show them and give them like a, a better sense of what they would be getting into. And so they're often, they, they're, when they're student led, they're often, um, they make their best efforts to make it free or, or very accessible. Um, and that's one of the things that I did uh, when I was applying. Um, they were able to, through like a student Oregon campus, they sponsored. Uh, me to fly up here um, and stay for two nights with a student and we just kind of like uh, learned about what it's like nice. and it was as a sort of like a student or Latino student it was very um, nice to see uh, a more honest uh, view of, of what it's like being uh, going to school here and so I appreciate mm-hmm. that a lot and even though it they, it, they did um, kind of like show me that there was a lot of cons of, of being that, I guess, having that identity here that isn't, you know, we're not fully supported sometimes. There is a pretty big mm-hmm. people that are Latino or undocumented um, here. And so that was the biggest mm-hmm. deciding factor when I when I was choosing between here and another school um, uh, on the East Coast because the, the other school was great. And it was, you know, <clears throat> I guess on par in terms of academics, but the size of the school was a lot smaller and therefore the, the mm-hmm. size of these communities within them would be even smaller. So I just wanted to have that as like a home base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and those, those flying programs are, are, are tremendous opportunities. Uh, so as you listeners can, can hear, like they, the it's a matter of finding these 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 opportunities right lisa how did you how did you find these um, programs or these honestly, applications i don't remember i think for the for the one in berkeley they sent me an email that i just had to apply uh, had to apply to mm-hmm. the program um but oh, okay. it was um like like mm-hmm. that but um just 
when I was preparing this uh, for, okay. for this thing right now. Uh, I just did like a quick Google search for <laughs> the, the flying programs, and I found uh, one for UCLA, UC Santa Cruz, and UC yeah. just right off the bat. So um, mm. I guess you know, there's yeah. depends on the school, but there are uh, different programs. Oh, also, there's yeah. uh, like summer bridge programs, which are uh, yeah. slightly different, but it, it does kind of, it, they serve a similar purpose in the sense that they prepare you um, during that summer before entering mm-hmm. your first semester or quarter. Uh, and those can be also a great resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Again, resources, getting opportunities to, to really... Um, um, figure out what campuses you want, but I would love for you to kind of highlight um, Earthwatch. I know there was a tremendous opportunity that uh, it's it's not a summer program. I'm sorry, it's not like a fly-in program necessarily, but it was an academic opportunity that that uh, I believe you you hinted mm-hmm. at it earlier that with your science teacher may have introduced it to you. Um, but tell us about. Earthwatch, that program, um, the application process, was it selective? So, uh, um, and and what you got Earthwatch, out of that? Uh, summer fellowship, it was just a, a two-week mm-hmm. um, expedition, and they flew me out to do some environmental research mm-hmm. in Texas in a wildlife refuge. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, I was really mm-hmm. interested. Um, I thought I wanted to major it's in fun. environmental science. So that was... Uh, very well with what I wanted to do and it, mm-hmm. um, like the goal was to get a, an idea of what it's actually like to do that type of work um, and so it was it was really helpful in that sense because it gave me more confidence to write when I was applying that that's what I wanted to do because it was a really great experience um, I met really great people um, there was I think 11 of us 11 or 12 of us uh, and we were picked mm. from uh, a pool of, like, I guess, all the high school in L.A. County. Um, so I guess it was a pretty large pool. Wow. But there was multiple expeditions. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to Texas, but there was also other groups that went to other states like Maine or Rhode Island. Um, and it was also all fully funded. So um, I didn't I didn't have to pay out of pocket anything. I, I just I just want to highlight something about Luis uh, and finding all of these resources. If, if you guys listened to episode zero, Luis <laughs> talked about getting a program that flew him to Hawaii. And then now he's talking about have found, found a program that sent him to Berkeley, to, to the East Coast, to, to Texas. I mean, geez, man. He that's, has ambition. That's, that's the hustle right there. That's that's. He's an ambitious Hello. individual. Clap it up. But, uh, <laughs> clap it up for Luis, man. Take take advantage of these uh, great opportunities because, again, these they, they taught you about the campuses, about specific sciences, you know, areas of study. And so we just want our audience to really uh, uh, see that, realize that, that you'll have options, uh, but you really have to take advantage of your resources, those around you. Um, and all of these are not easy to get. There are application processes. So know what it is that will be expected of you and so that you can really shine a light on, 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 on yourself as an applicant. So, um, cool. Um, what do we got uh, why don't now? We talk about What's the next step? We'll be... Present yourself when you're at actually like the essays because I think that's a, a, a 
really important part. A lot of these are going to ask you for essays and mm-hmm. personal statements and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can start with like some tips, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so with essays, you'll encounter these everywhere, right? Like you'll encounter with college apps, you'll encounter them with scholarship opportunities for some of these fly-in programs. And so for our listeners, like the key things with essays is to try to be unique, you know, try to find your thing, try to, try to be personal with it. Um, try to really shine a light as to who you are, why you are the way you are, your reasons for wanting, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to get. Um, reading into the prompt, and I always tell students to, to, to feel free to think outside of the box a tiny mm. bit with these prompts, you know, so, so that you can make it your own, so that you can write a response that helps you stand out some way. And the key thing um, is just being yourself, you know. Um, many questions can, can be very easy to answer, but it's very hard to make unique and very hard to make it stand out. And so um, that's what I would suggest with essays. Just take the approach of, of highlighting yourself. Uh, many times students want to use uh, personal experiences or, or people that have impacted them, you know, um, but the focus should always be on you. Right. And so um, so just something to keep in mind to accurately uh, magnify, emphasize, you know, you as the applic- applicant so that the reader um um, gets to know you, right? And, and other aspects that may not be mm-hmm. shown elsewhere in applications. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Um, but um, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Anything else that needs um, to be highlighted? I, mean, I think I kind of would like to go a little in depth with what you talked about being that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I remember mm-hmm. when I was applying at least like hearing the you know, like be unique, be different. Like I heard it constantly, but it was really difficult to be like, what does that mean when it comes to me? Because, you know, I feel like all up until senior year, like I was just more focused on like being that student, like being, making sure that my application would look appealing um, minus the written portion. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to the written portion, I was really, really dumbfounded because it was honestly one of the really, like one of the hardest transitions when it came to an application process and like you are a witness to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm, a, I kind of <laughs> want to discuss a little of the difficulties I had and then see, tell like discuss my tips to see if anyone else might feel this way. So I definitely had um, difficulty when it came to the word count and that was, especially for the UC Ooh. application, because that was the one I spent the most out of all the yeah. other applications on. And so the word mm-hmm. count immediately was my biggest enemy. I'm used to being verbose. I'm used to being very, very detailed. I don't hold back when it comes to writing. And so being told, no, like you have to hold mm-hmm. back. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> but so I remember, yeah, I was so just going to say like, I remember sorry, it was just a very daunting experience at first, but my recommendation is just, you know, like I like to call it word vomit because when you're initially starting, you know, with these prompts, a lot of people, especially myself at the time, like I felt very constrained and it just held me back. But if you just kind of like not ignore it, but if you disregard it for a moment and then just write, 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 you know, eventually you're going to be able to cut down on the word count. You're going to be able to get it to where you need it to. So I think focusing on the number beforehand is what really, really can like mess up your whole process. 
Yeah. Um, and and mm-hmm. just playing to your strengths, right? I mean, that's essentially what it is, making this process your own. You know, um, yeah, those word counts are, 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 are terrible, mm-hmm. but they're different strategies. You know, like I'll also encourage students for first drafts to ignore the word count, go slightly above them, you know, not limit yourselves too much. And then as you revise, then yeah, eventually you can, uh, you can cut me, it down. Mm-hmm. For me, um, if I were to, to say that, I would want our listeners to go away with like one or two tips. It would uh, be that um, confidence or being confident in, in mm-hmm. what you are, how you're presenting yourself doesn't mean that you're being, that you're, um, mm-hmm. that you're being like self-centered or anything. Ooh, it's look just, at that. Yeah. I love that. The work mm-hmm. that you've done and that's the only fair thing to do. Like if you, if you, if like put yourself, I guess, in, in the others on the other side, if you want to hire an employee, you know, in this case, like a, a you're admitting a college student, you want to hear everything, everything that they've done and all the hard work that they put in, because otherwise you wouldn't be able to make a fair decision about mm-hmm. whether they're qualified for the job or not. So, it's don't feel bad that or or don't feel like you're you're no longer being humble or that it's just greedy or arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the fair thing to do. It's uh, the fair thing to yourself. Um, so just keep that in mind because that that was the thing that i struggled Mm -hmm. with the most i felt like i was um you know just not being i I guess like being like uh cocky or whatever yeah i mean and and if i can leave uh the audience with one thing uh with regard with regards to our topic for today it's just that it's okay to be rejected it's okay to be denied um keep in mind that these are application processes you will either be accepted or denied and 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 so it's just a matter of really trying to understand that and uh and knowing and preparing for both you know being accepted and being denied um uh, and and if we, we don't like to be denied, right? But let's have uh, alternates. Uh, let's have uh, backup plans. Let's let's look into programs or schools that maybe are more like of the the safety route. Things that you're may, not guaranteed to get into, but you might have a strong chance. And so just so trying to have a balanced list of schools that you're applying to or scholarship opportunities, you know, just so that so that it's uh, you're putting yourself in a in a situation where. Uh, you might be accepted or denied, right? Uh, hopefully, some more acceptances than denial. So, um, any last words? I would just uh, say, Chelsea? you know, like with this whole application process, like don't think that you have to kind of like take it all up on your own. Um, it's a difficult mm-hmm. process, and I know at first, like it can be like, oh, why is it so? Like, why do they make it so difficult? You know, if like it should be a lot easier, and it's not mm-hmm. that they want to make your life harder. It just, you know, it's it's something that it's in the process. We kind of have to go with it. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely a process in which, you know, success is like a family. Like it takes a village to educate anyone. Mm-hmm. So like it's really, really hard mm-hmm. to ignore that and kind of just pretend that you don't need anyone when it comes to this. Like ha- like having help and access to like like that help is also very, very important so don't hold yourself back when it comes to doing something that's can seem very daunting but actually it just requires time yeah. energy and like actual focus like your it requires your attention yeah and yeah. it just requires you to be open to mm-hmm. working with others like for example like your college counselor or having to work with your anxieties if you have anxiety with asking your teachers you know like for a letter mm-hmm. of rec mm-hmm. it's a lot 
you know, it may seem like a lot, but you are all very much capable of this. And there's always going to be enough help around in order to help you get through these. Yeah. And we're here to help. So if you have questions, just yeah. you have us. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. that's why we are here. Let's Talk University. Let's Talk University podcast. Uh, that's who we are. That's, who we're, uh, that's what we have to offer. We're very excited to continue this process with you, um, This uh, to continue this series with you. So thank you for listening to episode one of series two, Applications 101. We have a very exciting uh, next episode for you that will come at you uh, next week. So we hope that you can join us then. Um, please be sure to to uh if you can if you have a minute or so to fill out our survey we just want to learn about you uh we want uh, to hear your opinions your thoughts um and uh and chelsea what's our ig are we, we on are social on media social media we're we 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 a little bit ahead of the Ooh. game we're into technology nowadays but yes. basically uh Excellent. our instagram is at university not university as in t-e-a underscore pod and so cool. there we have, you know, like little, everyone's little bios. We even have, you know, our link tree where um, it'll help you get to that, you know, little survey that Flores was talking about in order to help us improve um, on our performance. There you go. Cool. We'll see you next Peace. time, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, cue the outro. Thank <laughs> you. Have a great one. <laughs>